Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Million Cent Podcast. My name is Ryan Fontenot, and as always, I am your host for today. On this podcast, we are here to help see one million teenagers around the globe trained to share the gospel by 2030. And my guest today, I think, is as big a part of seeing something like that happen as anybody. I know his heart for Jesus, his love for the next generation, and his desire to see teens equipped to know and go with the gospel is second to none. So would you all welcome me or help me welcome my friend, Brian Baldwin. Brian, how's it going today, my friend? Hey, man. It's going good. Brian, thanks for inviting me on. Excited to talk to you. Me and you have the same heartbeat and your listeners as well. So this is a special thing, man. Thanks for the invite. Man, what what a joy. Now, some of y'all can't tell maybe, but that map behind him is, in his own words, a map of the greatest state, Oklahoma, right there. Um, it's making having Brian serves churches in Oklahoma with the um, Oklahoma uh, convention there. Yeah. Um, so, Brian, tell people what you do a little bit real quick with them. Yeah. So um, the Youth Evangelism and Missions uh, Ministry Partner. And so really, we just kind of help our churches to inspire and equip their students to share the gospel and here, near and far. So also in charge of our state youth mission sending organization called Ghost Students. And um, try to help multiply gospel advancing ministries and just really, uh, and just all about kind of raising up the next generation to, to be goers, uh, for the gospel. So it's kind of what I do and I mean, love, love you to do it. <laughs> and you do it so well, Brian, I met a couple years ago and immediately I was like, this dude is my guy. He's got the same heartbeat as I do. We don't want to just proclaim the gospel, which we thankfully, Lord, you give us the opportunity to do, but we also want to equip others to do the same as well. And so, man, I'm excited. But before we jump in too deep, man, let's start today with some rapid fire questions. These are cool. some to get us warmed up, man. Get them going. Get our listeners engaged a little bit. So yeah, number yeah. one, Brian, are you a coffee drinker or are you an energy drink guy? Certainly a coffee drinker. I have this, uh, this extra large cup every morning right oh, here. There we go. Coffee man all the way. <laughs> Coffee it is, my friend. So having said that, does that mean you're a morning, midday, or night owl? When's your sweet spot of the day? Man, I'm a morning guy. I love morning time. I'm usually about ready to go to bed around 9 p.m., right around the same time as my young children. So I love the mornings. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) There you go, man. Well, I'm kind of with you there. So now, now, if you've got your family, you and your four kiddos and your bride, man, y'all are going to go on a trip. Are you going to fly, get to that destination, let's get there, or are you a drive guy? Let's enjoy the journey, the scenery, and just enjoy the trip together. You know, I fly all the time. It's the most efficient, but I get motion sickness, so I'm going to go drive, man. I would take it any day if I could. It depends on the distance, man, but I I definitely pick driving if I could. All right. Now, when you're driving, are you going to drive your family to the beach? Are you guys going to drive to the mountains? Where Mm. are you heading? My family would probably love to go to the beach. I'm a mountain guy. I ride mountain bikes, man, so I love love that whole life right there in the mountains. So definitely mountains. All right, man. So y'all are on this journey. You've stopped and you've had an incredible dinner. And now it's time for dessert. Brian, are you going to reach for pie? Are you going to reach for cake, man? What are you going for? 
And just like everybody else, I'm I'm probably going to go with pie on that one, apple a la mode. You know, that would be oh. top of the list, man. That'd be the last like meal that. for me if I uh, if I had to pick. So I'm jam- I'm jamming with that a little apple a la mode, mm-hmm. no doubt. No, definitely the a la mode, man. I like that. Yeah. So Heat so well, may- maybe. Maybe a little more spiritual here, man. So when you are jumping into just reading your Bible, man, you you know, if you're your go-to, I would say, I, I know the answer is always, hey, it's both. But if you're just jumping in, a little inspiration, trying to get with the Lord, do you find yourself typically going Old or New Testament? You know, uh, I would probably say New Testament. I actually was thinking about that in uh, right in my Bible and in pencil and mm-hmm. if you're to look at like the uh notes and all there the things go. new testament is, is is certainly on the more red side which i need to do better in the old testament so i'm gonna go new testament probably <laughs> like most people hey, hey that's all right i like that i like yeah. that man that's good that's good so so speaking of the new testament we've got four gospels that kind of record the life of jesus all these different perspectives our boys matthew mark luke and john now if you had to pick one to roll with What's the gospel? Who's your boy? Who you're rolling with? Mm, man, I like them all for different reasons, but I got to go with John. Yes. It's written by Jesus' best okay. friend. These things are written so that yeah. you would believe, man, uh, the only gospel really as an evangelistic tool. Um, man, got to go with John. It's my, it's my guy. I love it. Not surprised, man. Not surprised at all. I like that a lot. So this last question I'm going to ask you is one I want you to answer, but not now. I want you to I want you to think about it. I want us to come back at the end. This is one we we try to even let our listeners, our watchers, our audience really guess on. So the question is this, Brian: Are you a dog guy, or are you a cat guy? Don't answer that just yet. Mm. Um, hey, if, if you're able to see Brian's face, or maybe you can just hear his voice, see what it. would you guess be? Is this, look at this, is this guy a dog guy or a cat guy? If you're able to drop in your guess, drop it in the comments. Uh, drop a little dog emoji. Hit us with the cat emoji. I don't know. Let us know. What do you think? What do you think? Or maybe, Maybe you drop the X for neither or the check mark for both. Who knows? So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Yeah, man. And Brian, well, man, well, so thankful you're on here, bro. And um, and you shared a little bit about where you're at. You're in Oklahoma. You serve the churches there. Um, but man, there's a lot of under what you do. You do the Youth Evangelism Conference, the Ghost Student uh, Mission Projects, and there's so much more. Um, so tell us a little bit about what y'all are able to do in those different things. Yeah, really, man. I, I just think about um, just being a source of inspiration and equipping for our yeah. churches. I mean, I think about uh, what we do, just always putting in front of them uh, ways to inspire and equip students to just share the gospel. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. then given the opportunities to actually do it, I think that's super important that there's an activation to all that because yeah. I've heard it said inspiration without activation leads to frustration. And so, uh, so really, oh, hold up. You got to say that again. Yeah. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa. We, sometimes we just got to pause, hit that run it back. button and run it back, man. Say that again. Yeah. Inspiration. So inspiration without activation leads to frustration. You know, if you're prompt to do something and then uh, you don't get a chance to actually do it it's just kind of yeah what was the point of all that and so i think it's super important mm. to not just train people how to do it but to actually do it you know the great commission says mm. teach them to obey <laughs> everything i've commanded you not just teach them everything i've commanded you it's easy to teach That's people good. things it's a lot harder to teach them to obey 
And that's that's yeah. the Great Commission right there. So, uh, yeah, really just try to help, man, our, our states to be uh, have student ministries that are gospel advancing and churches really in general. And really just multiply out. I'm yeah. kind of focused more on uh, really kind of multiplying out gospel advancing leaders because, um, yeah. you know, it's more addition is good. Um, but we really yeah. want to go for multiplication. And if we can get get a hold of those shepherds to really have a heart to really just gospelize mm-hmm. everything they do. Um, man, yeah. that will, that'll bear fruit for generations. And so, uh, yeah. stuff like that, man, it's a pretty fun job. Yeah, man. I, I love it. And I know you're passionate about it and, and it gets me amped up, man, every time we talk and sit down and have conversations. And so, so some people watching here, they're like, man, I, man, I just, they're resonating with that or, or they're, they're sensing like, man, that's something that I would, man, I'd love to know how in the world did this guy get to do that? So man, maybe some milestone moments. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah. Well, man, I kind of grew up heathen, didn't go to church, had a friend invited me to church and uh, actually came to know the Lord at a drama, like a play, a family friend invited me to, and um, then uh, got involved in church and my youth, my youth pastor, Jamie Ferris was my Paul and really discipled me through yeah. student ministry and, and had the biggest impact still to this day and really kind of led me to, man, I want to, I want to do the same thing. And, and the Lord really confirmed that when I was about 19 years old and uh, first thought I could quit, you know, school and be a youth minister. Cause who needs education for that? And uh, God I led don't me know to, who needs it. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> God led me to get some uh, education and further like just training and, really being uh, plugged into our, 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 our home church as an intern and yeah. um, then got my first full-time youth ministry position in Southeast Oklahoma, uh, God's Let's country, because go. only God knows where it's at. Um, man, but it was a great <laughs> season for us. And then we spent nine years in Tulsa after that. And uh, in those youth ministry years, we really got a heart for evangelism. I kind of uh, was missing out on the most exciting part of being a Christian. And yeah. uh, God just began to kind of show me even that, you know, uh, Philemon 1.6, how I want you to experience the full, like the full picture of what it means to follow Christ. And if you don't share in your faith, like you're not experiencing that. And it was yeah, like, man, this right. is the most exciting part of being a Christian. So I was just kind of yeah. going crazy with it. And uh, um, probably my most passionate, you know, years is, I mean, when I first really started to get a heart for evangelism personally and mm-hmm. then also in our student ministry and uh and that i think uh, our state um leaders kind of picked up a little bit on that and so i've got i did a lot of like trainings um for some events for our state and other stuff and that kind of led to it, a position opening up here uh, for the youth evangelism guy and they asked me to do that and so been seven years now been doing that man and so it's the coolest job ever and, uh, uh, but I really have to say that our, our listeners that are shepherds of, of churches, actually shepherds have probably mm-hmm. the more important job. It's easy to teach people things like yeah. we do, but it's a lot harder to right. teach them to obey. That's the role of a yeah. shepherd. And so, I mean, my, I yeah. spend a lot of my time just pouring into guys like that because man, they're really the ones that are getting it done. Um, like where mm-hmm. the rubber meets the road. And so, uh, yeah. uh, so just love, love working with youth leaders, man, they're the best. That's awesome, man. I love that. And, and, and I've seen you work with leaders and pour into and pray over and, and, and just, you know, have a true heart for leaders and man, that's a special gift. And I want to thank you for that because you're right. Um, 
that they're they're shepherding and man they need people to shepherd them they need people to encourage them they need people to walk alongside of them and um and so man thanks for what you're doing there and and i think that bleeds down obviously into their student ministries and things like that so that that maybe brings me to a next question why why student ministry why teenagers why is it so important to get teens mobilized trained equipped and sent with the gospel if someone asks you that like i am right now brian why would you say hey this is why teenagers matter tremendously yeah, yeah if you're listening to this, you probably know some of these things like you know most people come to faith as a teenager something like 77% of people come to faith before mm-hmm. 18 and 95% before age 30. And that's kind of next gen wow. ministry, right? Um, yeah. Jesus, yeah. I think personally, Jesus was a youth leader. Um, you look at some, <laughs> some things in the, in the new yes. Testament, you know, cross-referencing the old Testament. Um, he probably uh, was a, a, a youth leader, but had one adult sponsor and uh, you know, <laughs> one really rotten kid named Jesus <laughs> in the youth group and, and turned the world right. upside down. And, um, so yeah. I think about that. I think about uh, revivals have always started with young people. I mean, I think even right now with everything going on in Asbury and, you know, you look at mm-hmm. that and it's always kind of come from young people. So why not work with them? And, and right now, you know, Gen Z is the largest generation. Um, teens are goers. Yeah. Um, always end YUC with asking people to take out their phone and, and start a gospel conversation. And 75% of the room usually indicates they do that. And I was asked to end our state evangelism conference where adults are in the room. A lot of church leaders, by by the way, asked, yeah. and I did the same thing. And maybe 15% of the room did it. And I'm wow. like, you know, teens are wow. kind of goofy, kind of like they're not very smooth. Yeah. But they're more willing to be goers yeah. of actually do it. Yeah. So why not work with teens? And and teens have friends, man. Average teen has 400 friends, you know, in person or online or bigger in most churches. And and I think that the mm. Lord has always uses unexpected people. He's always used teenagers. Um, and it's honestly, it's just God's will to reach the next generation. So mm. if you're not passionate about that, then like you need to get on board with um, what God's <laughs> heart is of, of us passing the, the baton to the next generation. And so you got to get, you got to get on board with reaching uh, teenagers and really just young people. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's something we all should be passionate about for sure. Man, no doubt. Um, I just echo amen. Uh Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Everything you just said, bro. It's so, so right on, so spot on. And um, I I hope that as you're watching this or listening, wherever you are, that, man, you're sensing uh, the passion, but also, man, you're realizing, hey, is this an area that I can press into? How can I step into this space and be part of it? Because, man, I'm telling you, as Jesus said, what he said 2,000 years ago is still so true today. The harvest is plentiful, but yes. the workers, the laborers are few. And uh, man, that's 7515 that you talked about, uh, students saying, hey, I started the conversation or 15% of adults. That's so telling. And I believe it is absolutely true. But when it comes to teenagers um, specifically, Brian, think with me here. Um, they, they know they ought to be sharing the gospel, but many of them aren't. And, and so my question is, what can we do to help move that, what I like to say, move that needle of evangelism in the students' lives? How can we help them take those first steps, all of those things? Yeah. You know, being a teenager, they're, they're awkward, man. And I was the king of awkward. Um, I was super shy. <laughs> one of the shyest yeah. people you've ever met. Um, 
And now I stand on stage in front of 5,000 people. And, you know, it's, it's just uh, something that I had to decide that I'm going to just deny myself and get over my uncomfortableness, you know? So it is something that you can decide, you know, to, mm -hmm. it's not just for type A personalities or anything. And I think a lot of students struggle. They don't know how to start, you know, they don't know how to, yeah. um, they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. I always think, you know, are you worried they're going to go to hell number two if you do say the wrong thing yeah. or, you know, like, uh, <laughs> or they're, uh, they're afraid they're going to be a bad witness, yeah. you know, that their life oh, isn't man. perfect. And I'm like, well, get in line. That's, that's all of us. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people yeah. are afraid they won't make sense. Um, they'll just start, you know, mumbling about stuff and, um, you know, are they just going to be viewed as like some kind of crazy religious person? Um, uh, yeah. or, you know, someone think, man, I'm just so young. I don't know enough. Um, and mm -hmm. honestly, one of the things I've run across a lot lately is that, um, a lot of teens don't know any lost people, you know? Um, wow. And that they've maybe been insulated, and you know my kids go to a Christian yeah. school, and um, you know I mean they're yeah. they're they're around other believers all the time. And actually, as as working at the church, man, most of our listeners, if you work full time at a church, you feel some of the yeah. same things. And so you got to get out there and man, get a fishing spot. Um, some of those fishing spots yeah. come easily for teenagers because they're in a public school setting. But some of some others, uh, they've gotta they gotta be around some lost people, right? Um, yeah. And so I think some of those are some challenges. Hey, hey really real are... quick, do you do you have a couple of uh, ideas on fishing spots? People are listening, going, "Hmm, what does he mean by that?" Um, what well, maybe maybe a couple of examples of good fishing spots for people? Yeah, you know, I, I think for for being a leader of youth, like we need to have that ourselves. And so for me, yeah. I prayed and, and and God opened some doors, um, and some of them were were good fit, and some of them weren't. Um, the biggest yeah. door that got open for me personally is going to do jail ministry. You know, um, I think I know where some sinners yeah. are, um, and, uh, yeah. and it's a captive yeah. audience, you know, so, uh, it's great. So I yeah. actually go twice a week to the juvenile center here and uh, share okay. the gospel. Um, and, yeah. uh, but also I think, man, being a sub, a substitute teacher or getting involved Ooh. like, you know, sports teams and all that stuff. I think for students, uh, man, just being in an extracurricular, extracurricular activity, uh, maybe, you yeah. know, be in that play or do that sports program um, or whatever it is. Uh, if mm -hmm. there's a boys and girls club in your in your neighborhood, man, just start hanging out and go with some friends yeah. and be around, you know, lost people and just try stuff. Yeah. And really, I just pray that God will give you a fishing spot. I mean, that's what I did. I'm like, mm -hmm. Lord, give me a fishing spot, you know, um, and yeah. he opened that yeah. door for me. It was just like a total answer to prayer. And, uh, and he'll do the same. And I think if you ask for that wisdom, uh, the Bible says he'll, he'll give it. And, uh, and so yeah. that's super important just to find that place, man, and keep doing it. And also, yeah, this, I'll so say this good. too. It's, you know, as you, uh, the Great Commission is really, you know, go is some say that it's really best translated as you are going. And so in reality, yeah. yes, Lord, you know, as I'm going through my life, I'm on that plane, I'm in that, you know, sitting by that mm -hmm. person take the opportunities. But man, as a youth leader, I wanted every single week when I stand before my, my teens, like I wanted to, them to, to know I had a gospel conversation, not maybe yeah, I, yeah. I might, but like, I'm definitely going to. And so if you have that yeah. fishing spot, um, I just think it's super important um, to be able to, to yeah. definitely um, be able to have those conversations. So that, just a few things to think about. That's good, man. It's, I, I love that. And I think a lot of times we don't think about that. Like it's just 
the intentionality and even the intentionality of praying, hey, God, give me a spot, give me a place, give me a people. Um, even today, maybe maybe unexpectedly, give me someone to to come in contact with as well. The intentionality is so true. And and so, well, Brian, I know you train a ton of uh, of people in sharing the gospel. And maybe sometimes they they can get overwhelmed by, okay, this, 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 and this, whatever. Um, what is one step? What is one first thing you would tell someone if they're like, hey, Brian, I want to become more um, competent and confident and consistent in sharing my faith. I want to be able to tell more people about Jesus. Um, what's the first step you may communicate to them? Yeah, I would, you know, I would think about one, just uh, the fuel that you need mm -hmm. to share the gospel. It's not necessarily about knowledge um, mm -hmm. or training. Um, like we just need the motivation to, to, mm -hmm. to do it, you know? Um, and so yeah. it's something that it's not like you do that one time and there it is. Like there needs to be a source, yeah. almost like you have to keep putting car mm -hmm. uh, fuel on your car. Right. Um, so that whole yeah. like, gospel urgency fuel. And so whatever really mm -hmm. kind of like, fuels you to share your faith. It could be the command that, you know, we're called to go mm -hmm. like Jesus told us to do it. So um, yes, sir. You know, I want to yeah. do that. I'm done. Yeah. It could be just compassion for people that there's a, you know, in a sense, there's a hell they're going to, and there's a hell they're going through and really just yeah. knowing, um, man, we need to like, because we have compassion on people, uh, we should want to mm -hmm. share with them, not just for their eternity's sake, but men in this life, like they need Jesus right now um, to just yeah. put that fuel in you. But I think too, man, the fuel like investments too, to Jesus says, store mm -hmm. for yourself treasures in heaven, you know, to you're faithful with yeah. the small things here, much I'll put you in charge of in the kingdom of God. And, and so I think about the investment of like, man, this life is, is moving so fast. I want to invest wisely. Um, and so that whole like inspiration, right. needs to be yeah. before you need to hear That's it right. and actually have this in my uh, office, this little clock, you know, and it's, uh, it just says now on it instead of the numbers. Oh, wow. And I hear it like wow. I hear the, I hear the TikTok, you know, in there and, and, yeah. and it's just kind of a reminder to, to listen to the, you know, the TikTok of the eternity clock, um, that it is counting yeah. down. We want to, we want to, now is the time. Yeah. We want to invest. So, uh, it's man, cause we can get busy and all of a sudden, like we're doing all the things besides the primary task, you know? And so I think putting yeah. that in front of you is super important, that gospel urgency. Um, mm -hmm. And then getting into, man, that whole being fluent um, in sharing the gospel and gospel strategy. Yeah. And I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's super important. And then the whole gospel mobilization part, too, of like yeah. we got to be thrust ourselves into those opportunities and we got to thrust students mm -hmm. into those opportunities, actually doing it, not just yeah. talking about it, but being about it. Uh, I think it's is super important to this to doing it. So yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I all those man that there's just so much good stuff there. I hope you guys are taking notes. I hope you're writing some stuff down because uh, there's so much goodness right here. So Brian, um, and I want you guys developed an app that is I think super helpful. Um, it helps encourage. Um, it helps train. And this app that you guys have uh, developed, uh, can you share about that with us? Yeah, yeah. It's called the Good News Coach app. And so Good News is sort of like our acronym for gospel uh, strategy. It's not a, a presentation. It's just covering the main points of being excellent mm -hmm. at gospel conversation. And so we yeah. developed the app called Good News Coach, which trains in that, has 
you know, these about 13 of these short little two minute videos to help really kind of train in that. But also really the, the most important part of it is the accountability where um, it's a it's an app to help kind of move you from talking about this or just being trained in this, but to mm-hmm. actually do it. Um, you know, a, a lot of people will <clears throat> most people think that, you know, if you, something's important and it's expected of you to do something that you will actually do it. But people don't do yeah. what's expected. Um, they typically mm-hmm. do what's inspected. Um, and that's true, right? You, you go to your, you know, yeah. the, the kids at the, at the school. I mean, if the teacher said, here's a chemistry book, we expect you to read it and learn the material. Um, if they aren't actually like inspected, um, they're probably not going to do it. And the same yeah. is man at work. That's right. I mean, if your boss doesn't every once in a while kind of check in and make sure you're doing the things that they're paying you to do, um, you might not do it as, as, as much or as well. And so, you know, really accountability is very biblical, not just for the sins of commission, but the sins of omission. And we need to know that to yeah. not share the gospel as a Christian is a sin of omission. It's not like we didn't yeah. do the up, you know, the top tier thing of being a Christian. Like that's the primary task that Jesus commanded right. us to do. And so we need accountability to, 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 uh, for sins of omission. And so, the good news coach is really just a simple tool to help be, be inspected, I guess, in a, in a little bit. So you could, yeah. a student can be a learner on there and they can invite as many coaches as they want. Um, they'll get a, a push notification once a week asking them to check in to rate the effort they made in sharing the gospel yeah. that week. And so just a little emojis to really quickly do that. And then their coach, every time yeah. they check in, they can see, you know, how they're doing. And, or if they're not checking in at all, that coach can kind of, there's a messaging board within the app and be able to say, Hey, you asked me to, you know, encourage you to do this. And you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> encouraging is arm around the shoulder. Good job. You did it. But it also encouraging right. is also hand in the back of like, Hey, yeah. you know, we're called, we're called to actually do this. You asked me to hold you accountable to it. And so here I am. Um, and so um, it's a great tool for that and um, good way to kind of measure how you're doing with not only the training side, um, but also, activating, actually doing it. So you can have as many coaches as you want, yeah. and as many learners as you want. Um, and it's a great way for youth leaders to man, let those youth invite them to be their coach and, or a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or whatever. Um, and, and get as many people to kind of let them see how they're doing. And there can be some, uh, you know, encouragement again, just good job, you know, but also, Hey, uh, let's get moving on this. Let's go. What, what coach is there to make yeah. you better, right? So, um, so it's just a tool yeah. for that. And so I encourage you to check it out. Goodnewscoach.com is kind of the landing page, but you yeah. can just put Good News Coach in the, um, in the app store. There's also some great uh, promo tools at goodnewscoach.com. Um, and yeah. even the videos, training stuff, if you want to do that as a group. But um, it's a good tool. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a $55,000 app. They're not cheap, and we want to just give it to people for free. We tried to keep our Oklahoma Baptist stuff off it. So uh, no matter who you are, um, you can kind of be your tool and uh, use it with your students. So I encourage you guys to check it out. It's a, it's a definitely a helpful tool. It is. It is. And uh Brian and I are on there together and we check in randomly with each other. And uh, I know he's got other guys he's with. And I just encourage you, if you're a youth leader or a student even, and you're trying to get more consistent in sharing the gospel, this app will be absolutely phenomenal. Um, I totally recommend, especially if you're a student leader, 
go check it out and spend some time. I would even say over a series of Wednesday nights, like rolling this out and explaining it and walking through it and go to goodnewscoach.com. Check that thing out. And uh, man, well done on the app, bro. One of my favorites. So uh, thanks for what you do there. Well, Brian, before we, before we jump off, man, um, I like to share stories and I think stories spur up um, and stir us up, you know? And um, so I was wondering, is there a story that kind of stands out to you with some teenager somewhere that you saw? Well, what I like to say, they just got it and um, they got it. The fire was lit and man, you saw him catch fire for Jesus. Uh, share a story like that with us, man. Yeah, man. Lots of stories. And I would say too, before I share like a specific story that, there are some teenagers that I would never have expected to just be a gospel advancing yes. teacher. And now they're like on the mission field or they're in ministry yep. and like, wow, that, that seed did go in there. And I didn't yeah. get to see that on my end, but man, it came, it came right out. Um, and so yeah. I think too, uh, I, I was thinking about uh, this, this uh, student named Emma Gullickson. Um, she, uh, she's come to YUC um, really inspired to share her faith. Um, even like had had her come back and help teach some of that good news stuff for, on that YEC stage. Mm-hmm. And um, we did it during the pandemic. Uh, we uh, we just talked about, um, sh- you know, one a day in May, basically having one kind of gospel mm-hmm. conversation type thing a day in May. It was during the pandemic and everything. And so we were encouraging people to use mm-hmm. technology, you know, one a day. Um, and, uh, and she, what took it to the next level. Her goal was to have a hundred gospel conversations in that, during that month. And, and wow. she did it, man. Like she did it. And I just wow. think, dude, uh, that is the payoff, you know, when it comes yeah. to what we're trying to do to inspire and equip mm-hmm. students. Um, like it, that is one of those, yeah. you, you don't get a youth ministry for the paycheck, but the payoff is when you see, okay, yeah. like, like that was a real thing that happened. Um, and yeah, so yeah. she's even to this day, um, seeking to be uh, man, just a, a gospel advancing person, and she's been on our mission trips and all that too. It's just neat to, to see her. But there's lots of stories like that, and there's also man, lots of frustration too. And so youth leaders That's out right. there like Absolutely. waiting for good stories. Yeah, I'm like, sometimes it takes yeah. a long time, but man, just keep keep yeah. put, being faithful, right? Keep being faithful. To I it. love it. Yeah, that's so true. There's the uh, there's the incredible highs and the awful lows and everything in between. And so, well, man, um, thank you, thank you for being on here today. And um, before we go, we we need to circle back to this most pressing question: ah. Is Brian Baldwin is he a dog guy or a cat guy? Where are you at, man? All right, man. So I got to go with neither. All right. And so uh, it's so oh, actually really oh. funny because my kids, when we moved to uh, when we moved to Oklahoma City, it didn't go so well. We dropped the news and we told the kids, you know, when we get to our new house, we're going to get a dog, a dog, you know. And so we got the dog and uh, two about two years later, actually, the person watching it, uh, I guess it got out or something and got ran over, you know, which was like horrible for our kids. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't take care of a dog anymore, you know, and so maybe that sounds awful. I don't know, but I'm not an animal person. And actually, my daughter okay. the other night, man, sent me the little video a compilation of cute dogs, you know, trying to manipulate yeah. me. And I'm like, that's right, man. I was, there. didn't phase me, 
And so they're reeling you in, bro. They're reeling you in. Yeah. Another dog is coming. No, man. I, I'm. <laughs> I did that. Paid my dues, and uh, and so we're 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 good. No dogs. No no pets. No anything. So I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it, Brian. I'm calling it. Oh. I, I'm calling it, bro. By YEC 2024, you're gonna have another dog. Hey, man, I don't know. I mean, even last night, she, she talked about it. There were some tears in her eyes about, I really want to get a dog. And I'm like, nope. So I have a cold heart. And uh, and so some of you guys don't understand mm. that. Some of you do. But, uh, yeah. you know, life is just uh, too we complicated to. for us for having a pet. So. We're going to pray for Brian after <laughs> we get off here. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, tell it. How can people keep up with you? How can they reach out to yeah, people you? People watch or listen, uh, man. You know, I'm not huge social media, but I am on Facebook, kind of old school. Um, and Brian with an I, Thomas Baldwin. Um, or, man, just a good old email. At B Baldwin at Oklahoma Baptists with an S dot org. I'd love to connect with you um, and help you any way I can. Uh, but yeah, definitely reach out and let's uh, let's do this together. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Brian, thanks for being on. Hey, we'll drop the link to the Good News Coach, Good News Coach app as well. All his comfort, all of his information there. You can contact with him, Brian. Thanks for being on here. And hey, thank you for being part of the audience today. And I hope that you are encouraged and inspired as we continue to try to train one million teens around the globe to share the gospel by 2030. We're excited for what God is doing. And we know that, hey, telling people about Jesus is not just a one-day thing. It's a two-day thing. So don't forget this. Today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's go.